Shannon. I know. Asking that all of our ministry leaders, if you would, if you would get in this section, if you would move to this section right down here, if you haven't already. All right, thank you, thank you.
Yes, can't stop. Matter of fact, good morning, and we welcome you to this our 11 o'clock worship experience. Just like the fellowship choir just said, we gonna praise His name. Why? Because He is worthy of our praise. It's a new month. It's a new day. Every day, our Lord gives us new blessings. Day by day, we got to praise Him. We were born and made to praise Him, and that's what we're gonna do. We welcome those of you who joining us by way of live streaming. It's a special day here today at Cade. The Fellowship Choir is celebrating 50 years, and that's something to celebrate. I ask that you will stand, please. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you now. Lord, thank you for blessing us to see another month, another day. Father God, we thank you because we know there is nothing that we've done that allowed us this privilege, but it is your love, your grace, and your mercy that has allowed us to be here this morning. And for that, Lord, we are grateful. And we said thank you, Lord. Father, we ask that you will bless everything that we do as we install the new officers for the new church year. Bless everything that we do, Lord. Bless them as they lead your members. Father God, bless the pastor of this great church and pastor emeritus that they may teach us, lead us, and inspire us to keep on keeping on. Father, we ask that after we leave this service, we will be better than we were before we came, Lord. Bless us now. Keep us now. And we ask that you will do all of these things in the precious and in the matchless name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, our Savior, and our God. And all of the people of God said amen. Chapel. We are looking good and sounding good. I think we come to have church this morning. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Isaiah, the sixth chapter, and I'll be reading verses one through eight. And it reads, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, with twain he covered his feet, with twain he did fly. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, 
Holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, woe is me, for I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people with unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongues from the altar, and he laid it upon my mouth. And he said, and he touched my lips and said, thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, here am I, send me. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, it's once again that we come just saying thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us back to 1000 West Ridgeway Street. Yes, sir. K Chapel. What a special place, Lord. Lord, we ask that you continue to bless this church, Lord. As we go into this first Sunday in October, Lord, we ask that you go with us, Lord. Lord, we thank you for being with us as we went through last church year. And Lord, we trust and believe that you will walk with us through this new church year. Lord, you've been so good to Cave Chapel. Lord, we thank you for 50 years for this fellowship choir, Lord. Lord, we thank you for our many members, Lord. Please continue to bless us individually and collectively, Lord. Lord, we ask that you look in on our sick and shut-in, Lord. For Lord, we know that you are a healer. Lord, I know that there's those who are in the congregation this morning who will testify of your healing power, Lord. Lord, look in on our bereaved families and touch them in a mighty way, Lord. Bless our pastor as he brings the word this morning. And Lord, we just come this morning to just praise you and lift you up, for you are worthy to be praised. And it's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Y'all feel like having church this morning? Can we go back and have a little old-time church hold of God's unchanging hand? Come on, fellowship. Sing it the way you used to sing it. Time is filled.
bless the Lord in this house. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank God that in a changing world and changing times, we have an unchanging God. His hand is stable and he secures us and anchors us and holds us. In shifting times, we can hold to his unchanging hand. Amen. Amen. Good to see each of you, my father's children. Good to be in the house of prayer one more again. Amen. Amen. God is great and so greatly to be prayed. Good to see this fellowship choir behind me. Can y'all bless God for this choir? Amen. Amen. Celebrating 50 years, 50 years of ministry, 50 years of singing, and don't they look good? Amen. And they sound even better. Amen. Amen. Listen, we, it's the first Sunday of October. You know what we do first Sunday of October. We want to welcome and, and celebrate all of our birthday babies. If you have a birthday in the month of October, come on and stand to your feet. Let us celebrate you on this morning. If you got a birthday in the month of October, look, October, my God, y'all coming in strong. Amen. <laughs> Happy birthday, October babies. Happy birthday. to you. Also, those of you who may be celebrating any anniversaries during the month of October, we celebrate you as well. Thank God for his faithfulness down through the years. Anybody know God's been good to you? Down through the years, God's just been good. Each and every day of your life, God has just been good. My God, my God, my God. I, I, I'm not going to do it, but I sure feel it. Amen. Down through the years. He's just been good to me. Hey, maybe we'll get to it later. Listen, listen. You know it's election season. We have with us Adrian Wooten, who is running for Hines County Circuit Court Judge, Sub-District 1. We want to introduce her now and ask her if she'll come right now. Introduce herself to, well, not really an introduction, because we know her. She's a friend of ours. Adrian Wooten, won't you come now and say something to the people? Come on, let's celebrate her as she comes. Sunday. We're going to do that again. What, what, where's the timekeeper? Show me a little grace today. Happy Sunday. All right, Cage Chapel. Cage Chapel, I want to say good morning. Pastor has already said it's always a blessing to be in the house of prayer, to be in the house of the Lord. I want to thank Pastor Buckley for giving me an opportunity to come before you all. Certainly, I want to say good morning to Pastor Buckley, Associate Ministers, First Lady, also, I want to say good morning to visitors and friends, and most importantly, good morning to Kay Chapel. Good morning, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you all who do not know me, my name is Adrian Wooten. I am one of four circuit court judges here in Hines County, and I am up for re-election in sub-district one. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say to you that I've been married 19 years to Mr. Dwayne Wooten. Why don't we wave both hands, honey? And we have two fur babies, Biff and Buster Wooten. 
Ladies and gentlemen, some four years ago, I was elected to the position of circuit court judge, and I made some promises at the time that I was elected when I came before the voters. The first promise was that I would decide cases fairly and impartially, free of political intimidation and influence and regardless of my own personal views. Ladies and gentlemen, that simply means that it doesn't matter to me who you know, what your last name is, how much money you have in your bank account, doesn't matter to me where you live, and it doesn't matter to me if you wear dickies to dig ditches or if you wear suits or uniforms to work. Everyone that appears before my courtroom are equal in the eyes of the law. I've kept that promise to the voters. I also made the promise that I would decide cases based on the United States Constitution and the laws of the state of Mississippi. I've kept that promise to the voters. Ladies and gentlemen, I have kept my promises to the voters. When I was elected, I inherited a backlog of both civil and criminal cases, but I'm proud to say that even during the midst of the pandemic, I have closed out over 1,600 criminal and civil cases. I was put in this position to do a job, and I have been doing my job. So ladies and gentlemen, for those of you all who do not know what a circuit court judge does, we preside over two types of laws. Civil, where people are suing and being sued for money, anything over $200,000 and above, and criminal law, we know what that is. Before I came to the bench, and I've been on the bench now three and a half years, I had 20 years of civil litigation experience, 15 years of criminal defense experience. From day one, I didn't need any on-the-job training. I was able to make good, sound decisions. So certainly when you go to the polls and you're trying to decide who is the most qualified and experienced candidate in sub-district one, you don't have to look any further, ladies and gentlemen. She's standing right here before you all asking you for your vote and your support. So I want to encourage you all that when you go to the polls for sub-district one, that goes all the way from North Jackson to South Jackson, Bellhaven, and Fondren, everything in between, and you're trying to decide who should I vote for, if you can't remember this face, if you can't remember this face that you all are seeing all over those signs over the city of Jackson, I want you all to remember to vote for Judge Adrian Woo-Woo Wooten. And I want you all to remember the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm trying to fix what's broken in our judicial system, and so I'm gonna ask you for three things at this point, ladies and gentlemen. The first thing I'm gonna ask you for are your prayers. There's nothing easy about campaigning. The second I'm gonna ask you for is your support, and the last I must ask you for is your vote. On November 8th, ladies and gentlemen, I'm hoping that you'll come out to the polls on the first Tuesday in November, cast your vote for the most qualified and experienced candidate for circuit court judge in sub-district one. Please vote for Adrian Wooten. Judge Woo-Woo-Wooten. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Pastor. Always catch me by surprise. Well, good morning, K Chapel. I say good morning, K Chapel. I say it's a good morning because now it's tithes and offering time. This is the time where we all get the opportunity to bless the Lord through our giving. We understand here at K Chapel that fully worship God includes offering, which are given primarily for three reasons. The first reason is because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. Second reason why we give is because it's a sign of giving thanks to God for God providing provisions for inspiring all our needs. 
And then thirdly, the reason why we give, because we just simply want to see the kingdom of God grow through the missions and ministries that occur here within our city, our state, and around the world. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by using the uh, traditional envelope system. You can mail it in, or you can come by and drop it by the office. Or you can use the K-Chapel app. Now, for those of you that are with us by live stream, you too have the opportunity to bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's on your stream. So how much you give and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudging or of necessity. For God loves a God bless you.
We love to praise you, Lord. We love to praise your holy name. And we praise you this morning for the gifts given. We praise you for the giver. Bless it now, Lord, and multiply it and let it be used for the upbuilding of your kingdom. It's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Good morning, K Chapel. Philippians 4th chapter verse 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. There are those that are in need of your prayers this morning. Sister Wilma Green lost her sister, Mrs. Lorraine Lightfoot Cousin. The funeral arrangements are scheduled for October 8th in Cleveland, Ohio. Sister Mary Bell lost another brother, Mr. David L. Moulton. Mr. Moulton was lost in the storm in Florida. Funeral arrangements will be shared with you as they are made known to us. We have Deacon Cornelius Story, Brother Benny Larry, and they are both still recovering in rehab. We have those recovering at home, Representative Alice Clark, Sister Catherine Kilpatrick, Sister Gloria Greer, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Sister Sharon Turner Davis, and Brother Sammy Henderson. We also have those that are requesting your prayers, Brother Al Buchanan, and also Sister Mary Bell is asking for prayer for another one of her brothers, Mr. R.T. Cage of Yazoo City. Mr. Cage had a stroke two weeks ago and is now in rehab. We ask as you travel during the week to pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day thank God that you can. Amen. 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 Let us keep all of the persons who have just been lifted up in our prayers and our thoughts. Let's also keep those who are continuing to recover from the storm uh, over in Florida in your prayers as well. God is a very present help in time of trouble. Amen. And we have some troubling times in front of us, but God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that's working within us. Amen. Amen. So good to see Mother Curry here on this morning. Mother Curry, wave your hand. Y'all been missing that hand right there. Amen. <laughs> Mother Curry, good to see you on this morning. I believe this is our first Sunday back in the sanctuary, so we thank God uh, for your presence on this morning. Amen. Listen, ministry um, at Cade doesn't just happen. We just finished uh, our fiscal year. We're in a new fiscal year beginning this Sunday. Um, and we had a wonderful uh, business meeting on this past week. Uh, God has done some wonderful things through uh, your faithfulness, uh, through your giving, through your uh, service. God has done some wonderful things through this church. But these things don't happen by happenstance. They don't happen by coincidence. But they happen largely because there are some good leaders in place, good ministry leaders who take up uh, the mantle of service, uh, who rally members to join their ranks, who invite others to come in and be a part of ministry. We thank God that on this morning we can install 
a new slate of ministry leaders who have been selected by their peers uh, to serve in this new fiscal year uh, for the ministry of K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. I want to invite all of our leaders, uh, newly elected leaders, if you will come this come to the altar, that we might duly install you uh, to serve in the offices to which you have been selected. As they are coming, K Chapel, won't you bless God for them? Thank God for their willingness to serve. Come on, you can do better than that. You can do better than that. We need them to serve and serve well. Let's encourage them. Let's encourage them. Hallelujah. Amen. These are your leaders. Amen. These are our leaders. And we thank God for each and every one of them, the way they have led and the way that they will lead in the years, in the days to come. Hopefully each of you has uh, the litany that has been prepared. We ask that you follow along with that litany uh, and read in the officer's response. You have accepted the office to which you have been elected or appointed. Do you promise with the Lord as your helper to faithfully fulfill its duties? Pray now for the faith and compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ, for the boldness of Peter, for the evangelistic zeal of Philip, for the administrative insight of Priscilla and Aquila, and for the wisdom of Paul. Will you accept this church office in proportion to your faith to minister, to teach, to exhort, to give liberally, to lead with diligence, and to show mercy with cheerfulness? Do you covenant and promise that you will walk together in love for one another? and exercise affectionate watchfulness over all those given to your charge. Will you, according to your abilities and opportunities, show good to all, especially in helping to extend the gospel in its purity and power to the whole human family? Will you regularly support the work of the church by systematic contributions, both spiritual and financial? May God uphold you and direct you as you go forth. Won't you remain here just for a moment of prayer? God, we do thank you. We thank you for the privilege of ministry. We thank you for these who have given themselves sacrificially 
to that service. And we pray now, O oh God, that you would empower, strengthen, and inspire each of them to do your blessed will. In times of struggle, increase their faith. In dark moments, be light upon their path. Oh God, when they don't know what to do, we pray that they would be reminded to do as King Jehoshaphat and keep their eyes upon you. Oh God, we thank you for the privilege now to serve through leading. Go with us. Guide us. Keep us forever in thy care that your kingdom may be advanced through the ministry of Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Congratulations, our new officers. Won't you bless them as they go? Come on, y'all. Let's bless them. Encourage them. We need good leadership this year, y'all. We need good leadership, strong leadership.
had not been For the Lord On my side Somebody ought to ask the question Where would I be? Where, where, where I hate to think about Where I would be mm. The sunshine. He let the sun shine through a cloudy day. Yeah, he rocked well, me, rocked me. He rocked me in the cradle of his heart. When he knew, when he knew, when he knew, I've been battered and Oh, if it had, if it had, not hadn't been for the law. Because the Lord has been on your side Why don't you give God a great big worship If you know you are where you are Because God stood by you God did not leave you God did not forsake you Why don't you praise God for him being on you If it had not been for the Lord Keeping his arms around you If it had not been for the Lord Watching over you If it had not been for the Lord Opening doors for you Where? this morning that he's faithful like that he's faithful like that he said he wouldn't leave me and he hadn't he said he'd never forsake me and he hadn't he said he'd fight my battles and he has he's faithful like that he's good like that Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord right now. He's a good God. Listen, the Bible says it is by his mercies that we are not consumed. 
great is his faithfulness. When I think about everything that could have consumed me, but yet I'm here. COVID could have consumed you, but you're here. The water crisis could have consumed you, but you're here. Inflation could have consumed you, but you're here. Gas prices could have consumed you, but you're here. Somebody ought to thank God this morning. Great is his faithfulness. Morning by morning. He's just good like that. My God, my God. Fellowship, y'all done stirred something up in here. It's that 50-year-old worship, I believe. It's that when you've been through something, you can worship God like that. When you walk through some turbulent times and been through enough storms and didn't know how you were going to make it, but God saw it through. My God, my God. Don't y'all start in here. I'm going to try to lay, save some for 3 o'clock because I know y'all got some reserved, but whew, I feel like I feel like praising, praising him. Oh, I feel like praising, praising him. Praise him in the morning. Him all day long. Said I feel. Anybody enjoy me? I feel like. I feel. I feel like praising Him. Oh Lord. I feel like praising Him. Praise Him in the morning. Praise him all day long. Praise him all day long. Should I feel? Listen, I'll go by myself, but if you don't want to praise him, don't hinder me. That's it. That's it. So I'm going to use this one, y'all. I'm going to praise the Lord while I got a chance. I feel like praising. 
the danger of putting mics in the hands of folk who got a song. Got a reason to sing and ain't afraid to praise his holy name. Isaiah 6 verses 1 through 8. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple 
Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. One cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hands, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched my lips. And thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Taking worship with you. Taking worship with you. Last, last week, we spent a lot of time in Psalm 100 talking about how to enter into worship. Psalm has reminded us that we ought to come with a joyful noise, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. This is how we come into the house. It says you ought to come into the house with a shout. Come into the house with the praise. Don't, don't, don't wait for the choir to get high and for the service to get hot, but you come in with some fire. C come in making a statement uh, to the enemy. Come in with some noise of worship, some noise of joy, some noise of gratitude. That's, that's, that's how we ought to come into church. This week, I want to look at how we ought to leave the church. Psalmist tells us how we ought to enter in. But Isaiah tells us something about how we ought to leave this place. Because in too many instances, we leave this place and go on with our day and leave what happened here in here. Some of us this morning going to leave all this shouting right here you're gonna leave all that feel good right here you're gonna leave all of that purging of your mind and and your spirit you're gonna leave all of that right here mm -mm. we should not leave what we have encountered in this space we should not leave the word that we received here in here. We should not leave the revelation that we got here in here. We should not leave the instruction that we heard here in these walls. We should not leave here with the experiences and the effect of the word that it could have upon our lives in this place. No, we've got to leave a certain kind of way. Some of us, some of us, some of us are leaving with brunch on our mind. 
you, you, you're trying to decide how long this sermon going to be and if you're going to make your chicken and waffles and shrimp and grits and your sparkling orange juice and you, you're trying to figure out if you're going to be able to get amen. <laughs> Y'all talk to me if you can. So, so, some of you still do Sunday lunch around the table and, and you have that bow-legged table where everything has been prepared and, and you bring all of your family and friends together. But, but what would happen if we took worship with us? On the way out, what would happen if we took what happened in here with us and the Christian fellowship that we experience in here, if that Christian fellowship followed us all week long? What if grace and mercy followed us to work? What if love followed us into our communities? What if joy followed us into our interpersonal relationships? What if peace followed us into our homes? What would happen if we stopped leaving church at church? Leaving our encounter with God at church, leaving our experience with the Almighty in this house. This morning, I want to look at this text in Isaiah because in it we see something about what ought to happen here and then how we ought to leave this place. This passage is known as Isaiah's vision of God in the temple. Begins by saying, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord. Now many, many, many have preached this text and have suggested that Isaiah's vision of God comes as a result of King Uzziah's death. The idea that Uzziah was such a large and looming personality that, that, that Isaiah had gotten so caught up in who Uzziah was that he couldn't see God. And so when King Uzziah dies because this large looming personality is no longer in the life of Isaiah, he now can focus on who God really is. Sometimes that can happen to people. We put certain individuals on pedestals and platforms and place our affections upon them until we forget about God give our attention and give our allegiance and give our affections to people rather than Jehovah God. But the best of exegesis of this text is not that Isaiah couldn't see God because of Uzziah. Rather, the death of Uzziah is simply a marker of time. It is Isaiah's uh, remembering that, 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 that is, is, is prompted by remembering uh, Uzziah's death, he remembers when he also saw the Lord. It, it's just like today that if somebody years from now was trying to remember the year of this water crisis, what they might say is it was the year that Queen Elizabeth In the year that Queen Elizabeth died, we also, that same year, went through the water crisis. It is a marker of time. The two events have nothing to do with each other. They are not connected. It is just a reference point, a time marker. And there ought to be some time markers in your life that remind you of when and how and where you met the Lord. 
Wish I had a witness in here. There, there ought to be some things that can take you back to the place and remind you of the point and remind you of where it was and how it was and when it was. It was during revival week. It was on a Thursday night. It was when I came to this church. It was when I was still a teenager. It was during this celebration. It was on that day that I also encountered God. Isaiah says for him, it was in the year that King Uzziah died. That year, I got a personal up-close relationship with God. Do you remember when your time came? Do you remember what it was and the circumstances surrounding your up-close and personal and getting more in touch and in tune with God? Isaiah goes further takes us into his experience with God, a deeper revelation, a deeper experience, a deeper understanding because remember, Isaiah is already a prophet. He already knows who God is, but this moment is a shift to a deeper understanding, a deeper relationship, perhaps a deeper worship experience. And through this experience, he leaves church this time differently. He had been coming to church. He had been in the temple. He had had experiences with God, but it was something about this moment that caused him to leave church that day differently. He leaves church changed. He leaves church transformed. He leaves church on fire, he leaves it in a way that is remarkably different than any other experience he has had with God. And while there's a way to enter the house, there is also a way we ought to leave the house. According to this text, we ought to leave this place, first of all, having seen the Lord. It's in verses one through two. In the year the king of I died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. Train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings with twain. He covered his face with twain. He covered his feet with twain. He did fly. Isaiah, watch this. He sees the Lord high and lifted up. Oh, what a picture. To see God high. Now listen, I'm glad that God will walk with me. But I'm more glad that God is up above me. I'm glad that he, I can call on him and he'll be by my side. But, but I'm more excited about the fact that he sits high and looks low. He, he's up above. He, he, uh, higher uh, than our ways are his ways. Higher than our thoughts are his thoughts. He's high and lifted up. Isaiah says, not only did I see the Lord, but I saw angelic beings, seraphim, six-winged creatures that stood around and flew around the throne of God. I don't know about you, my brothers and sisters, but when I come to church, I want to see something different. I want to see something, watch this, that qualifies the presence of the Lord. There ought to be some evidence of God. In God's house. I'm going to say that again. There, there ought to be some evidence of God. In God's house. When you come to my house, you know it's my house. I got pictures on the wall. 
me and my family. When you, you come to my house, you know it's my house because it, 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 it's got my characteristics. It's got my aesthetic. When you come to my house, you know it's my, and when we come to God's house, there ought to be something in God's house that reminds us this house doesn't belong to us. It belongs to the Lord. Ought to be some proof. If I take the time to come to the house of Lord, of the Lord, I want to leave having seen the evidence of God. In fact, I would press so far to even say, I want to see God. I know somebody saying right now, preacher, how can you see God? God is a spirit. How can you see God? But hear me, I, I see God when two or three gathered in his name because he said, there I will be in the midst of them. I see God when we praise him in spirit and in truth for he says, I inhabit the praises of Israel. I see God when my heart is right for Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. I see God every time we move by his spirit. I see God through the manifestations of miracles. I see God through the presence of signs and wonders. I see God in how we treat one another. I see God in how you relate to your brother and your sister. I see God when you bless those that curse you. I see God when you love those that hate you. I see God when you pray for those that despitefully use you and persecute you. I see God when you forgive those who hurt you. I see God in how you give to those who are in need I see God because that's what God does secondly you ought to leave this place not only having seen the Lord but you ought to leave this place having heard his praises verse number three and one cried out unto the other saying holy 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 is the Lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory in other words brother Thornton you ought to leave this place having heard the declaration of the holiness of God. You ought to leave this place having heard authentic worship of God. You ought to leave this place having heard the sounds of praise and the noise of thanksgiving, having heard what the psalmist declares when he describes in Psalm 150, praise him with the sound of the trumpet, praise him with the psaltery and the harp, praise him with the timbrel and the dance, praise him with the string instruments and the organs, praise him upon the loud sounding cymbals, praise him upon the high sounding cymbal, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. What, what does that mean? That means, watch this, that means that everybody's got a contribution. Say that again. Everybody, when you come to the house, you've got a contribution to make in worship and praise. I know you're saying, well, Reverend, wait a minute. I've, I ran through that. I can't do any of that. I can't play a trumpet. I, I can't play a psaltery. I don't know what that is. I can't play a harp. I, I can't play a timbrel. I don't dance very much. I don't dance the way I used to, at least. I, I, I praise him, but I don't, I don't play any string instruments. I, I can't play the organ. You got musicians for that. Plays them on the loud cymbal. You got a whole band for that. But wait a minute. Let everything that hath. That means you got a contribution to make. We, we make our contributions, but what about yours? You, you got a part to play in this. Whether you clap your hands or whether you stamp your feet or whether you open your mouth, make your contribution. I know some of us prefer a quiet 
conservative, low-key kind of service. And don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, I'm not against quiet. There is a time for reflection. There is certainly a time for, 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 for contemplative solitude. But the Bible is also clear that there is a time and there is nothing wrong with having a praise on it. Putting a praise on it. Nothing wrong with having some volume to it. Putting a little bump under it. Nothing wrong with feeling it a little bit. Nothing wrong with... <sighs> Nothing wrong with having your ears ringing just a little bit after service because it got a little loud this morning, but that's all right because I was loud. I, I had to get something out of me that's been in me all week. I, I needed to tell the Lord, thank you. I needed to give him the glory that was due. I needed, and I'm sorry if I was too loud, y'all, but, but when I thought about how good God was being... I had to make my contribution. I had, had to make my contribution. You ought to leave this place thirdly, having felt his presence. Don't worry, I got more than three points. You should leave his presence having felt his presence. Having felt his presence. Verse number four says, and the post of the door moved and the voice of him that cried and the house was filled with smoke. In this vision, this experience in the temple, Isaiah says he saw the Lord, he saw angelic creatures, he saw the train fill the temple, he heard the holy, holy, holy. But, but then Stanley says he looked and he saw something that didn't make sense. The posts of the door moved. The posts of the door moved at the voice of he who cried. Y'all missed it. Isaiah says the doorpost, an inanimate object, moved at the voice. An inanimate object trembled at the voice. An inanimate object shook at the voice. I believe this says something to us because here we are with a mind to think, a heart to feel, a, a spirit to be quickened, and some of us don't move the whole time we're in church. And here is an inanimate object an inanimate object that can't think and can't feel and can't logically process anything but at the voice of the Lord the doorpost moved the doorpost started feeling something the, the doorpost got happy the, the doorpost started shouting the, the doorpost said I can't keep my peace surely if the doorpost could feel something look like I ought to feel something if the doorpost could shout look like I ought to be able to shout if the windows if it got good to an inanimate object 
at some point I ought to feel something at some point you ought to feel something at some point you ought to be moved to the point that you can't keep your peace the doorposts couldn't keep still some of y'all ain't moved yet looking at me sitting there wondering what I'm going to do. I'm watching you wondering what you're going to do. I know I didn't preach already if I don't say one other thing. And it moved, watch this Pat, it moved at the voice. It moved, Derek, at the voice. It moved, watch it, at the voice. I like that show, The Voice. The judges are not facing the one singing. Their seats are turned away from the voice. And the contestant starts to sing his or her song. And only when their voice has done something that moves, moves them, then they push their button and their seat turns around. And they're facing, oh shucks. Listen, listen, when you come to church, you may have come not ready to hear from the Lord, but at some point you ought to hear his voice. And his voice ought to move you to turn toward him. If you were not facing him, it ought to move you to listen a little bit closer to see what God has to say in this moment. The voice made me turn around. The voice. The voice. Let, let, let me push on. Let me push on. Hurry. Hear the last, last ones. I ain't going to tell you how many. The last ones. Because you'll start timing me. The last ones. You ought to leave church, number four, having confessed your sins. Number five. Verse number five. Verse number five says, Woe is me. For I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for mine eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Isaiah says, listen, I got into worship and I heard the voice and I started feeling something, but this thing did not stop with my feelings. It took me deeper to have to deal with my sin. And a lot of us want worship to be surface level. Just make me feel good. Just make me get my shout on. Just, just give me an emotional release. But worship that is authentic ought to take you a little bit deeper. It ought to cause you to look at yourself. It ought to cause you to see how you really are and who you really are and what needs to be changed about you. Isaiah says the holy, holy, holy was good. The, the doorpost shouting was good, but it pushed me to the point where I had to deal with me. I had to look at me. I had to confess my sin. 
saying Lord I am undone my lips are messed up my mouth is messed up my tongue is messed up God set a watch over my mouth God deal with me I stopped by to tell you this morning that if your worship doesn't ever cause you to deal with you you not really worshiping God if your worship doesn't cause you to get real about who you are, where you are, and what you need to be changed about you, you're just going through the motions. Isaiah says, whoa, is me. I got a mouth problem. Fix my mouth. I talk too much. I say what I'm thinking before I think about how to say it. Help my mouth. I talk too long, I go too far, I still use the wrong language, help my mouth. Some of y'all would do well to pray that prayer, help my mouth. My mouth gets me in trouble, my, my mouth gets me in situations that I can't get out of, my mouth. Feel pretty good here, woe is me. For I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips. So you ought to leave church having confessed your sins. Fifthly, you ought to leave church having received forgiveness. Verse number six and seven is right there. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hands, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. In your worship, as you confess, you ought to be absolutely certain that God will forgive you. The Bible says, if you confess your sin, that he is faithful and just to forgive you of all of your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. In other words, you don't have to leave church with the same sin that you came with. You don't have to leave church with the same burden that you came with. You don't have to leave church with the same bondage that you came in. You don't have to leave church shackled the way that you came, but you can leave church delivered. You can leave church freed. You can leave church with chains broken. You can leave church having been forgiven. You can leave church being a new creature in Christ. All things being passed away and all things becoming new and here it is this is what I've been trying to get to this last verse it tells us how we ought to leave the worship experience every time you leave church you ought to leave here it is the last one having given yourself to be used by God Every time you leave church, you ought to leave having given yourself to be used by God. Verse 8 says, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. Listen to me, I'm through. If you don't get to this point in your worship, where you say, here am I, send me. Then everything you've done this morning 
has been for naught. It means nothing. If you don't get to this point of saying, Lord, here am I. Send me. Hmm. The question is raised by the voice that says, who will go for us? That's a powerful question. It's a powerful question because the suggestion is that there are some who will sit here, go through all of this, and leave, but not leaving on the Lord's side. And so God raises the question, as you leave, who's leaving with us? Who will go for us? As you leave, who's leaving with the Lord on your side? Who's leaving with God having filled your spirit? Who's leaving walking in obedience to the word and the will of God? Who will go for us? Mm. Whose words will testify of the love and grace of God? Whose deeds will witness of the mercy and forgiveness of God? Whose actions will give evidence to the presence and the power of God? Whose attitude will authenticate God's existence? Whose hands will prove the acceptance of God for all people? Whose heart will verify the love of God for all of the world? Whose behavior will confirm the character of God in this world? Whose witness will corroborate the word of God? Who will go and be the proof that at K Chapel on the first Sunday of October that you had an encounter with God? Who will go from here saying, not that we show had church, but that I had an encounter with the almighty God. And the evidence is by the fact of how I'm leaving his house. I'm leaving saying, Lord, send me, I'll go. Send me, I'll do what you want me to do. Send me. I'll say what you want me to say. Send me wherever you want me to go and whatever I've been called to do. Use me. If I'm cutting hair, use me. If I'm building hospitals, use me. If I'm teaching children, use me. If I'm a bank teller, use me. If I'm bagging groceries, use me. If I'm mopping floors, use me. If I'm taking orders in the drive-thru, use me. If I'm making laws down at City Hall, use me. If I'm sitting on the bench in the courtroom, use me. Wherever I am, whatever you've called me to do
use me. Send me. I'll go. I want to get deeper in my worship. I want to leave differently than I came. So Lord, I confess my sin. Admit my fault. I receive your forgiveness. I've heard your voice. And now God, I'm ready to respond. If you're here this morning, if you're here this morning and you're ready to get real with God, maybe you've been like Isaiah, you've been coming to church. But this morning you're you're needing a deeper relationship with God. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Or perhaps you're ready to make K Chapel your church home. If either of those scenarios fit your sentiment, do me a favor. Everybody right now, stand to your feet. Because every now and then we just need some some help to go on and do what the Spirit of God is telling us to do. So now that you're already standing, if either of those scenarios fit your sentiment, you want to go deeper in your relationship with God? Perhaps you need to rededicate yourself? You need to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Or you're ready to make Cade Chapel your church home? Either one of those, you come right now. The doors of the church are open. You come right now. Come right now, wherever you are. Come on, come on. In the balcony, in the overflow, wherever you are, this is a good Sunday to come. Come on. God bless you. Come on, come on. Come now, come now. Come now. Meet him right here. Meet him, meet him, meet him. Come on. Meet him right here. Meet him right here. Come on. There's somebody else coming. There's somebody else coming. Come on. God bless you. My storage is empty and I am available to you. Sing it with us. My storage. Lord and my. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. You need it, you need it. This is the time for it. This is your moment. This is your day. Say, Lord, I'm available. Lord, I'm available. Hallelujah. Come now, come now, come now. My will I give to you. I'm going to do what you say do. There's someone. Use me, Lord. Hallelujah. Be right here. Show someone, come on, come on, enable me, hallelujah, oh bless his name, say my storage is empty, y'all, said and I, somebody's in need of prayer, you come now, if you need prayer, Sing that one more time. Lord, I'm available if you need a prayer. These ministers are here waiting to pray with you. Come now. Lord, I'm available. Oh, bless his name. My will I give to you. My will I give to you. I'll do exactly what you say do. I want you to use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Show someone. 
My storage, my storage, yeah. Stay right there, and I. My storage, my storage, my storage. Said, and I. My storage, my storage, my storage. <laughs> my God, and I. I'm emptying myself, my storage. Use me. Send me. Do what you want. My storage, my storage. My storage, my storage. Yes. My storage, my storage, my. Bless his name. Bless his name. We want to remind you that this afternoon at 3 p.m., this fellowship choir will be celebrating 50 years, and so we invite you to come back after your brunch. Amen. <laughs> You're out in plenty of time to get your brunch and come on back and celebrate 50 years with this choir. 3, 3 o'clock p.m. Amen. Let's do that. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. Now may the love of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace.